We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there. We at Blue Wire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire pods, search for us on iTunes or check out bluewirepods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and brought to you today by a couple of, uh, of fine folks. Uh, we will be talking about them later, but I'm your host, Jacob. I am joined today by the one and only Justin. Hi, everyone. How are you? We've also got Call Me Our Long for the ride tonight. I have recently been watching a Netflix series, actually finished it, called Waco, and it has Tim Riggins yes, as David Yes, I just Koresh. started that. Dude, it's so good. Mm. And um, I also watched a movie that I've been really procrastinating on watching, which is uh, Jojo Rabbit. Really, really good, really nice. funny, just overall pretty great. So I recommend both of those things for y'all in your quarantines. Nice, I like it. We've also been blessed Hashtag with the presence blessed. of Nick. We're going to stick with uh, TV show themes. I just finished 10 seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm in like three weeks, and that That's one incredible. is golden. I love Larry David. Yeah, Larry David's fantastic. Nice. I'm nice. mostly uh, impressed that you watched 10 seasons in three weeks. Well, they're, they're short episodes, and you can literally blow through a season in, in an evening. If you get off work at 530 <laughs> and turn it on before you cook dinner, by the time you go to bed at 1130 or 12, it, a season's gone by. I wonder how many times Nick has to tell Netflix, yes, I'm still watching. <laughs> it's dedication, bro. It's Sometimes dedication. I forget what life was like before children. Oh, uh, yeah, <sighs> dude. I have, I have dogs, so nope. Yeah, that's relate, all I got, too. They're kind of like children, but they shit outside out the and yeah, they the eat pools. on their own. So it's, it's like kids, but more convenient. Their own nuts. Yeah, they also like yeah, just all night just looking his asshole. <laughs> oh man, just like yeah, never mind. No, so maybe it is like kids. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to do this anymore. They're not that flexible. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> oh man, it's good stuff. All right, well guys, um, let's uh, let's just jump right into this. What are thing. we doing? What are we doing here? We are doing a 2016 NBA redraft is what we're doing. Yes. Um, I, was so we, tw- I was 24. Huh? I was 24 years old. In 2016? A yeah. young pup. Yeah, I was, I was 26 years old 
No, you're, you're older than me. You'd be yeah. 25. Justin, how old were you in 2016? Uh, I was 26. Oh, so you and I are the same age? Yeah. When do you turn 30, Justin? In June. Ha, <laughs> you're the oldest guy on the podcast. Shut bitch. up, dude. I was a sophomore in college, not even old enough to go to the bars yet. That's amazing. But you All still right. drink le- illegally, right? <laughs> you like how he worded that? Well, <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. That's still water. I mean, I'm like, going to tag what else is the there party. Dude, Dallas really. PD for real. and Tulsa PD and Stillwater PD in this uh, hey, tweet for this so they can hear Justin, or not Justin, uh, Nick admit that. OSU, they have some good parties because there's not a lot of other things to do. It's not just there's not a lot of things to do. There's nothing to do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still water. <laughs> So like yeah, they they have good times. So we are we've been going through these redrafts. We did 2019, 2018, 2017 this week, just the next year back 2016 redraft. Uh just to refresh our listeners if you haven't listened to the earlier ones, on these redrafts, we are just going through picks 1 through 14, so the lottery. And as we do this, we're going in with the understanding that we have the roster of the team back in the summer of 2016, but we have the knowledge of the players and how good they become as if we're still in 2020. Uh, to remind everybody of the 2016 draft, this was the draft that Ben Simmons went number one overall. Uh, guys like Brandon Ingram, uh, Jalen Brown went in this draft. Uh, Sooner fans, Buddy Heald went in this draft. Thunder fans, this was the draft night where the Thunder traded Sergi Baca to the Orlando Magic for Victor Oladipo on the rights to Domas Sabonis. God, we were so full of hope. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, this was this was uh, about two weeks before Kevin Durant left the franchise. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so that's the 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 draft. Hopefully, that jogs your memory a little bit. Whenever someone, if someone came up to me and said, "Hey, do you remember the 2014 NBA draft?" I'd have to ask him like, "Who were the picks?" Because that's how I remember it. So, just so you guys know, also. The trades that happen on trade night are are wiped clean. Now, we can make trades tonight if we want, but the trades that happen on trade night back then uh, are not in place. I think you mean draft night. Yeah, what I say? Trade night? Trade night. Trade night, draft night, whatever. Um, so the, the one trade that did happen pre-draft was Boston gave Philly pick number one in return for pick number three and a future pick. So that one's staying in place. But the other trades, the Orlando trade pick 11 to OKC, that hasn't happened. So Orlando is still picking at 11. Uh, At this draft, the Suns traded pick 13 and players for Sacramento's pick 8. We're wiping that one clean as well. So uh, the Suns are still picking at 13. Sacramento is still picking at 8. So we all clear? Everybody good? All clear. Awesome. Our draft order tonight, Kamiar's got the first overall pick. Yes. I'm going second. Nick has third. Justin has fourth. And then we're just going to keep repeating that process. Guys, one funny thing. we've This is going to be our fourth redraft now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same goddamn teams in every redraft in the lottery. <laughs> it definitely it feels insane. that way. It's always Phoenix. It's always Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. didn't I just talk about in the last podcast I'd rather yeah. have two number ones than six straight top tens? This is why. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but All we right. also said the reason why it's part of it is because of really bad franchises that make poor decisions. So. How dare Be you nice disrespect Devolvi. All right, Kamiar, you are on the clock drafting first overall for the Philadelphia 76ers. Well, uh, this time it's uh, Sam Hinkie in his last season for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, it's not Jerry Colangelo yet, but, uh, you know, we've got guys that we're, you know, we're the process. So we've got Joel Embiid, who's always hurt. We've got Nerlens, who, who was the original process. And we've got, you know, Robert Covington. He's a nice up-and-coming young guy. And then we got Jeremy Grant. Same thing for him. All raw athletes. But we need somebody that's the sure thing. So we're ready to make our selection. <laughs> God, oh God! I'll wake you up. <laughs> I'll Sorry. Drafts and, uh, I lost near. Anyways, <laughs> the 76ers with the first pick in this draft will select Brandon Ingram out of Duke University. Nice. I thought you were going to go with him number one overall, and I love Brandon Ingram paired next to Joel Embiid, um, paired next to J.J. Redick. Yeah, man. That, that's a fun team. That, that team fun. would be good. Like, And just think about like Jeremy Grant. Robert Covington before he was Robert Covington, Jeremy Grant before he was Jeremy Grant, Nerlens 
we knew about like his upside and mm -hmm. the only thing that was the only sure thing they had was Joel. So, um, along with JJ Reddick. So it's pretty, that'd be great. Brandon Ingram would have a lot more chance with the ball than and he it, saw. Yeah. And if you take Brandon Ingram here, you can get like a very traditional point guard who yeah. can just set up guys like Reddick Embiid and Brandon Ingram, uh, guys like you mentioned, like those other wings, like Rocco and stuff like that. And it makes it a very fascinating team. That's a good point. I like it. I also really appreciate that you let Kamiar have the first pick, given that. Oh, last I knew week, he wasn't going Ben Simmons. Last week on the redraft, he 100%. spent a good five minutes. That's part of the trash. reason why I did this. Yes, it's good. I like it. All right, guys. Any thought? Any other thoughts on Brandon Ingram, number one overall? Are we uh, we okay with it? Ben Simmons sucks, and he is a Andre Robertson with handles. <laughs> All right. Well, That's second up on the clock. <laughs> Second up on the clock would be the Los Angeles Lakers. I am drafting for the Lakers. So it's been an interesting offseason for the Lakers already. In 2016, uh, Kobe Bryant is gone. He's retired. We started Roy Hibbert at center last year. That was a mistake. Um, we do have Julius Randle, who we like. D'Angelo Russell is a very talented guy, but a massive headache in the locker room. Jordan Clarkson is kind of meh. We need to make some moves. We need to make something happen. Um, we need a dynamic player here and somebody that Laker Nation can rally around somebody that's a winner. And so we are ready to make our selection. With the second pick in the 2016 NBA draft, the Lakers will select Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. You would. Gosh, that doesn't make them any better at all i think here you oh, could still Jesus leave d'angelo at the one and we're gonna slide ben simmons into like the three or the four slide julius randall up to the five mm. mm -hmm. uh have well, some you fun mean with skinny it. zion yes <laughs> okay i love Kamiar's player comps uh yeah they're, they're uh, the best That's no what I, hear. I think i mean aside from <laughs> aside from being andre robertson with handles i think simmons is the right pick at two i think he's and he had so much hype that like laker nation would eat that guy up they'd love he him. would be a star absolutely he, not he that he's not now, he was already but... dating a kardashian wasn't he <laughs> yeah, or he a jenner the purple and gold from lsu to the purple and yeah for the what purple and gold for the lakers he probably got paid more at lsu than he would get at the lakers <laughs> very true very true. Just like Shaq. Um, any other thoughts on Simmons, number two, guys? Uh, he plays like number two. This is that guy. a poop joke? That's... It is a poop joke. <laughs> no, I right. think that's I... a very safe pick. Yeah. Um, all right. Pick number three, the Boston Celtics. Danny Ainge is on the clock with Nick whispering in his ear right next to him, telling him who to draft. So after a 48 and 34 season finishing fifth in the Eastern Conference, the Celtics need a guy that can put the ball in the hole and be the face of the franchise going forward. Isaiah Thomas is kind of coming into his own, averaging 22 points a game last season. You've got some solid defenders that can also score in Avery Bradley and Jay Crowder. But with the third overall pick in the 2016 NBA draft, the Boston Celtics are going to take Pascal Hold on, hold Siakam. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Really? <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> My apologies. The Boston Celtics with the third overall pick in the 2016 NBA draft will take Pascal Siakam to, although, he, although he'll take a couple years to develop and, and won't be the guy he is for another several seasons he is definitely a guy that that can lead this team going forward um after we make the dumb trade to uh get rid of um isaiah thomas for Kyrie, that's going to blow up our entire franchise and ruin our next couple seasons i, I like this pick a lot i had siakam going second yeah he's yeah. he's freaking good man and the actual draft he went in the late 20s mm -hmm. yeah like he, 20, he was a 20, project, right? 28, and he didn't, 29, and yeah, definitely. He, he, burst on, he burst onto the scene with Toronto, and then after Kawhi left, or during, during, even while Kawhi was there, people said, hey, he's pretty good. And, of course, people were like, oh, he can't elevate his game too much, can they? And then this season happened, like, holy crap, he's actually really good. He's in his prime. Um, so, yeah, he's a fantastic pick, but, again, a project. Yeah, he's all—I say already. He's 26. He played two years in college, I think, two or three. 
Um, so, so yeah, he's definitely slid down draft boards, but he really exploded onto the scene. And I, especially when you look at some of the other guys that went in the lottery in this draft, like, holy shit, Pascal Siakam definitely deserves to be top five in this draft. Can't yeah. argue that at Absolutely. all. Absolutely, And that makes it interesting because you have Pascal Siakam, uh, definitely plays the four. The next year, do you still take Jason Tatum? You have to. Is that the right move? I think so. Best player, best pick, sure. Yeah. And then, but maybe that changes their their uh, idea of making a run for Gordon Hayward the next summer, you know? Mm-hmm. How the uh, dominoes will fall. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, Lots of in- interesting implications, that's for sure. Yeah. It's a. Uh, Boston it's a loves one. Gordon Hayward, though. Yeah. He's all right. He blends in. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> God. I, so I don't. Fo- I, you guys know I don't follow the NFL much, but. I guess the Patriots drafted some like punter that's got some racist tattoo on his arm. It, okay, it, <laughs> kind of not really. He thought this man is a punter, and he thought it was like he says he thought it was like a symbol of like uh, the military and like being strong or whatever. And then he found out pretty quickly it was uh, a very racist thing. But that fits right in with Robert Kraft, anyway. So like, who cares? <laughs> Yeah, maybe they both get uh, hand jobs at massage parlors okay. too. Okay, I don't know. Hey guys, I got this tattoo. I thought the design was cool. Yeah, bro, that's a swastika. Speaking of like. the NBA, while the NFL draft is happening for three straight days, which is exhausting in its own, the Very. NBA draft is so much more fun and entertaining. Absolutely. I feel like there's more trades in the NBA draft there than are, there is in the NFL. There are, draft. and there's bigger implications because of those trades. That's the and I think just because the talent pool and and the number of picks is so much smaller, the picks are so much more important than I mean what seven rounds in the NFL. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, didn't they used to have like ten rounds in the NFL yeah. too? It's How many just, rounds do they have in baseball? Isn't it like twenty? <laughs> too many, right? Too many. Yeah, baseball. I think they just start making up names once they pass round eight. The Ocho. It's awful. All right, pick number four. The Phoenix Suns are on the clock. Justin will be making this selection. Uh, not Justin. Uh, Phoenix Suns GM Ryan McDonough. Um, this Sorry. is this is at least my second, maybe my third appearance playing Ryan McDonough on one of our redraft podcasts. Uh, and once again, I don't have kind things to say about our situation as a team heading into the season. Uh, we've got Devin Booker. Devin Booker's great. Uh, we don't have a lot else. We have a lot of needs that we need to hit on in this draft. Uh, we're looking at a lot of guys, a lot of guys like Alex Lynn are intriguing, Marquise Chris, Tyler Ulis. There's a lot of options on the table, but uh, all those picks I, suck. <laughs> I think we're going to pivot a little bit uh, from what you might have heard in the chatter and, and pick somebody else that might be a little bit of a surprise. Um, maybe not, but. A little bit different than maybe what you've heard. So with that, I think we're ready to make the pick. With the fourth pick in the 2016 NBA draft, the Phoenix Suns select Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen, he's an incredible prospect. Uh, his career has been a little up and down. He, he started really strong as a rookie, but last year didn't look great. But I think there's a lot of reasons why last year didn't look great. And the good news is this year has looked better. He's back in the starting role. Uh, his his averages are trending up. He's still not an incredible shooter, but like I said, his numbers are going in the right direction. He's averaging 20 and 6 this season. I think he'd be a great complement alongside Devin Booker. Give us a, a nice backcourt duo to kind of build around as a franchise. Yeah, he's shooting 38% this season from three on almost six attempts a game. Yeah. That's um, really good. Yeah, he's he's... Trending in the right direction. Like he's I said, a hell of a defender, too. He's not like a lights-out shooter, but um, compared to shooting 34% his rookie year from behind the arc, it's, it's moving – the needle's moving in the right way. And I like this pick a lot to Phoenix uh, for the reason of – we kind of talked about like the ripple effect. You draft Jalen Brown in 2016. That means in 2017 you don't draft Josh Jackson and shit the bed on that pick. <laughs> right. And yeah, you're lots in a of much, much better spot. So I do want to take a quick um, deviation down down the history pipeline. <laughs> Why are words hard? I want to look back at what the uh, instant reactions were to the Suns draft night in 2016 because I found this 
hilarious when I was preparing for this. So like I mentioned, the Suns that night picked Dragon Bender, Marquise Chris, and Tyler Eulis. Chad Ford, A. Fox Sports, A-. Kevin O'Connor, A+. Sam Vecini, A. Uh, Kevin O'Connor in particular says, what a master stroke of a night for the Phoenix Suns. Um, God damn. Sam Vecini, the Suns had a lot of picks in this draft and did what the Celtics couldn't. And oh my God. This is the draft where the Celtics drafted Jalen Brown. Um, Hindsight's 2020, man. Incredible. Uh, I've always hated like draft night reactions and that more than almost any other really solidifies that for me. That's wild. That's absolutely wild. Well, um, one thing we can bet on is Phoenix will always crap the bed on draft night. Um, if that was an odds, uh, like an odds on bet for bet online, uh, it's something I would probably bet on. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline has live, daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. You can also still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. All right, back to our redraft. We are on pick five, which belongs to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Kalmiar will be making this selection. Ring, ring, the Denver Nuggets are calling to trade up. Um, this is Milt Newton. Uh, what do you have to offer? Well, we have the number seven pick in this year's draft. We're willing to move up two spots to number five, and we will offer you Next year's first round pick, which in a vacuum will end up being the number 13 pick in the 2017 NBA draft, which ultimately ends up being Donovan Mitchell. So you're just just offering me a a pick next year, is what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. So you're asking for pick five for pick seven this year, and then basically what's going to be a lottery pick next year? Correct. Um, if that's the only thing you're offering, I think Milt Newton, myself, uh, and the Minnesota Timberwolves are going to decline that offer. All right, fair enough. So, that being said, you know, Minnesota, we've got great picks. Like, we've got Andrew Wiggins, who's the Canadian Kobe Bryant. He's good, he's fantastic. He kills the thunder every time. We've got Carl Anthony Towns, who can't play any defense, but, man, he's sure as wicked on offense. And we got Zach Levine, but people call him Zach Levine. Anyways, incredible dunker. Uh, better than Aaron Gordon, who dropped a diss track on it about uh, Dwayne Wade. But anyways, we think we just need one more ball handler to really set our team off because we're just going to say screw defense and try to score 140 every night. So I think we're ready to make our pick. The Minnesota Timberwolves have selected Jamal Murray from, I think, the University of Kentucky. That would be so, correct. Yep. They have Wiggins, Cat, Levine, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, not a volume scorer, I I think, but really crafty, really quick. Uh, would complement Wiggins, Cat, and Levine pretty well there. Uh, I, I like the fit. Yeah, I think the I've always wondered, and I want to get your guys' opinion on this. Like, I think Jamal Murray is a fine player. I don't know if he's a great player, and I think maybe he looks really good because of the surrounding pieces that he has in Denver. Uh, he's a great cutter, and he catches a lot of passes from Jokic on those cuts and stuff. Um, I don't know. I just I don't. Whenever I think of like really great up and coming point guards, Jamal Murray isn't like one of the top guys on my list. Yeah, I think he's. I think he might make like an because he's what twenty four, twenty five years old, something he's, like he's that. He just got yeah. out there like a rookie deal. He's getting an extension. Um, I think you know in like four years he'll have made an All Star game once or twice, uh, or at, by the end of his career, I think he'll. 
I think is pretty good, but I get at the same time, yeah, I agree that I think he is a benefactor of the massive and deep depth he has over there in Denver. It's pretty special. Agreed. Apparently there's no other thoughts because everyone else being really quiet. Yeah, I just Jamal Murray's just very he's a very vanilla player to me. I think you guys summed it up well. He's he's good. He's not bad by any means. He doesn't get me excited. He'd be a fine fit. Uh, he's frustrating as hell to guard. He's he's shifty. Yeah. He's crafty. Yes, yeah. he is very fast. He's got some wiggle. He's got some wiggle. I love a good wiggle. But um And that's yeah, exactly I, who I was trying to trade up for. <laughs> bang bang. But like, yeah. What? How high is his ceiling? How much could he yeah. like change a franchise? I don't know. Um, I think he'd be a good fit in Minnesota. Um, is he gonna turn them into a winning franchise? Probably not. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch though. I'm with you. All right. Well, next up on the clock with pick number six, I am drafting for the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, and here's what's going on in New Orleans. We have to get Anthony Davis some help. Uh, this past season, we started Alonzo, Alonzo G, Dante Cunningham, and Omer Ashik, and we had Kendrick Perkins logging rotation minutes. We got to get something in here for Anthony Davis. We have to just get talent and help build around him so he won't want to leave to a bigger market like LA in a couple of years. We've got to do something. We've been looking through, um, you know, guard. We thought guard would be a, a good spot here. Um, a wing, really anything. Our talent is Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, and that's really it. Eric Gordon's been awful for us. So in looking to just get the best talent out there, we're ready to make our pick. With the sixth overall pick in the 2016 draft, the New Orleans Pelicans will select... Oops, uh, Domantis Sabonis. The bones like zone. it. Fantastic. Even if AD wants to play four and refuses to play center, perfect. We'll put Domas at the five. Yeah, he's a little young, but we've seen what AD and um, DeMarcus Cousins did together, and that team that year before Boogie tore his leg open was really good. And with the with Sabonis's ability to stretch the floor, his really high IQ, his ability to handle the ball, that's gonna. I know everybody is zigging right here and kind of going small ball. Pelicans are gonna try to zag a bit. We're gonna see what we can do. I'll never forget that the original draft was Nola picking Buddy Heald, and mm-hmm. I knew during spring break I was gonna go get tattooed and chill out with my sister in New Orleans. And I had bought tickets like a month and a month and a half in advance or whatever, um, or I bought tickets way before. I don't remember when, but I, sh- I bought tickets way before to go see the Pelicans play Portland. And so I was like, "Oh, sweet! I'm gonna get to see Buddy Heels." Like they were, they were really close seats to the floor too. I was like, "Maybe I can get Buddy Heels autograph with AD uh, and you know see CJ and Dame." And that was pretty awesome. And I also so I got, and then of course, like the whole trade went down, and Boogie uh, Boogie ended up in Nola, and then uh, Buddy ended up in Sacramento, and uh, yeah, and then I I remember going to the stadium or the arena, and thinking how dead that fan base is, and how bad that fan base sucks. Like those, like I almost had floor seats, and they cost me like twenty bucks a piece. That's insane. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I mean, it's and kind of uh, it was like, half empty by it was half empty at tip off, and it stayed that way till the third quarter. They just and it was a it was a Friday night. It's uh, it's kind of just a running joke in the league about how New Orleans just can't fill that arena. Their their attendance is piss poor. Well, it's I was I don't know what I was reading, but it was talking about how Oklahoma City was just trying to get the Pelic uh, the Pelicans the Hornets from Nola to stay because. They were seeing way more monetary value, and they were seeing right. way more crowd participation. And of course, they went back; they had to. And uh, yeah, it's just it's kind of crazy. Like I was just thinking, wow, like this feels like a freaking funeral in here in comparison to what Oklahoma City is like. And well, um, it was crazy to me, even this year, how quickly their fan base kind of went back to being mediocre yeah. after Zion's debut. Like when he debuted, it was like, okay, that place looks awesome. It's it's hyped. It's it's 
super packed. It's exciting. And then it didn't take long for that to kind of fade away. Yeah, it's it's pretty odd. And there's also like, you know, they're in the swamp, right? They're be- they're below sea level. And if you look up, there are random large bugs flying around somewhere. Oh, that's gross. I'm dead. I, I'm so serious. Like, that's awesome. all, it's, it's weird. I do got to say, I think the New Orleans team right now in 2020 is going to be a good team. Uh, I yeah. like a lot of their young players. Yeah. But for this pick, I mean, wh- who we have left on the board, I think DeMontis Sabonis is probably the best player. I agree. Like talent wise, I just think he's the best guy left on the board. So I think it'd be I think those two big men would be so much fun to watch together too. I think their their combined kind of IQ, I mean, I could see those two running pick and roll together, running a four or five pick and roll kind of like A D and Boogie did. Right. Yep. And be they, a lot of fun. And Sabonis would learn a ton from A D. It'd be awesome. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're they're That's both good, good passers. They both hit the glass really well. They're both good defenders. I mean, can you imagine trying to score on that front line? <laughs> Like the the boogie AD front line was tough to score on, right. and boogie's not even that great of a defender. Domas is like legit can make like second team all defense this year. He's really freaking good, and we've seen that he can coexist with another big because we've watched him with Miles Turner. We watched him with Steven Adams. Yep. Yeah, so. that's a great point. He's he definitely fits that role really well. All right, moving on. Pick number seven. Nick will be selecting for the Denver Nuggets. So the Denver Nuggets are still not in love with with the prospects available at 7, which is why they tried trading up earlier. The Denver Nuggets are going to call the Phoenix Suns to trade back for their 13th pick, in which Kamiar is representing. And the Denver Nuggets are offering to trade the number 7 pick for Phoenix's number 13, along with their number 28 pick later on in the draft as well. Why? Why you gotta do this to me, man? <laughs> oh wait, this is Ryan McDonough. Uh, he's. Uh, I had him. Mar- I, I I researched there how they talk, and I I wrote down baseball dad. So uh, let's hear it. Oh, uh, this is Ryan McDonough. Uh, Go so long, you, champ. So you want the thirteenth pick and the twenty-eighth pick later for in exchange for number seven? Yep, this is your chance to move up to number seven. Get another. Uh, top 10 picks, so you'd have four and seven in this draft, and you could definitely start building out your core. Well, I mean, uh, I don't see why not. I mean, it's, that's, a, that's a fantastic kind of deal you gave me there because now we get to another early lottery pick instead of, uh, you know, 13 and 28. Why not capitalize? Let's, well, well no, uh, no take backs. I already texted Woj, and he tweeted out the bomb. All right. Well, I guess I guess now I am drafting at number number seven. Ryan McDonough is, and uh, we've got a pretty interesting group of guys. We got Devin Booker, Bledsoe, Brandon Knight when he was good, Keith Morris, and PJ Tucker. We you just picked up Jalen. Just picked up Jalen Brown, and uh, so really satisfied with Jalen so far. And you know, we're just we're kind of done with the with the core of of Brandon Knight and Eric Bledsoe. We, we're looking more towards the future, and, you know, we've got – we need some wing help, but at the same time, we're looking for some defense, and we've got Jalen Brown already, and we're going to – we are going to – we're ready for our, our selection. <laughs> yep, we're ready. With the seventh pick in the NBA draft – the Phoenix Suns are going to select Torian Prince from Baylor University. Interesting. I did not think very that's unexpected, there. especially yeah. talking about defense. There's a guy on the board that I think would have been a great fit in the backcourt. Who? Who, 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 who are you Malcolm, thinking? He's thinking Malcolm Brogdon. I don't yep. want Malcolm oh, Brogdon. I was thinking Dejounte Murray there. Mm. I was going to have Phoenix taking Dejounte Murray at 13. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought like, you were going to go. De- I mean, that would be fun. Dejounte Murray, um, but they need Devin a wing Booker, so Jalen Brown. Do what? They need a wing so bad that can yeah. do everything. And Torian Prince is a guy that, like, he is a guy ca- that can do so many things. And I look at the roster. Bledsoe's phased out. Booker's good. Tyson Chandler's getting old. Good Archie Goodwin. Like, really? Brandon Knight is about to suck. Uh, John Luer is actually pretty good for them. Keith Morris. Uh, Mirza Toledovich, PJ Tucker, TJ Warren. Skip TJ Warren and just go get Torian Prince. 
uh, he does everything a lot better. So, I mean, and you have Kojo off the bench, too, Corey Jefferson. So, uh, you have a lot of things you have available to you, but I just, I was between Malcolm Brogdon and Torian Prince. I was really going to pick Malcolm Brogdon, but because Ryan McDonough, part one, and Justin selected yes. Jalen Brown at mm-hmm. four, I didn't yeah. want to pick another def- uh, defensive guard or a defensive backcourt so i went with do it all wing instead well uh ryan mcdonough too uh if i had gotten to make pick seven uh, i think i would have gone with karis lavert at seven over tori what's the difference um i like lavert more he's a better he's a better scorer (laughs) he can he can get hot faster but i like tori and prince better okay it would have even been interesting if you had the i I thought one thing you were going to do is just F it, let's score 150 points a game, move Booker to the one, and draft healed. No. Man, see. That would have been fun. I have my I have my own mock draft in front of me, and I'm like, I'm scribbling out so many names, except the only ones I haven't scribbled out are Brandon Ingram and Jamal Murray, because those are the picks I made. Um, <laughs> and I had number seven, Denver, with Buddy Healed. So I just, mm. but I didn't, I didn't like that fit with Phoenix, getting the pick seven, especially after... Uh, Justin drafted Jalen. It didn't make any sense to draft another yeah. defensive backcourt mate. Nice. All right. Well, let's move on to pick number eight. Justin is uh, going to play Vlade Divac. Gosh, and so I love pick Vlade. for so fun. the Sacramento Kings at eight. I've wanted to be Vlade every week. Um, I hope I don't screw it up. <clears throat> Uh, yes, uh, this is Vladi Divac, uh, GM of Sacramento Kings. Uh, we we've got a lot of uh, needs on our roster. Um, we we traded a lot to uh, the Boston Celtics to get our hands on Rajon Rondo. I'm not sure he's going to work out for us. Uh, I'm not sold on his potential to stay a Sacramento King. Um, ben McLemore, Rudy Gay, uh, Demarcus Cousins um, is. On his way out the door, well, we we need a lot of help. We need a lot of scoring power. We need a, a good ball handler, um, and I think we know our guy. With eight pick in 2016 NBA draft, Sacramento Kings and Vladi Divac select Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon is a versatile guard. Uh, he can guard three positions, which is great because we don't have anybody to guard the one, the two, or the three. He needs to do all three. He uh, is averaging 16, 5, and 7 in uh, in the year 2020 because Vlade can see the future, uh, which is great numbers for us. Uh, he seems to be more comfortable playing point guard with Indiana uh, versus uh, shooting guard with Milwaukee. Uh, we would love for him to play the point guard position for the Sacramento Kings. Uh, injury concerns scare me a little bit, uh, but rub some dirt on it, and uh, Malcolm Brogdon, big red pick for Sacramento Kings. Are you prepared to give him a max contract here in about four years? Vlade? We don't We don't need to worry about that. Uh, we have no one else to give max contract to, so he can have it all. Why is he so good at it? Why is he so good at that accent? The Kamiar and Justin have killed the Vlade accent i think it's the best can I, every I've, take be vladi i've been so uh fun. ripping part of the the podcast and putting them on twitter as like a little video i think the next time i do it i'm just gonna put the two vladi voices side by side and then let twitter <laughs> decide so who does it better. fun to play vladi because everybody knows that accent uh good oh, stuff well gosh. uh let's take a quick minute to tell you about a product that vladi probably uses guys looking to last longer go a few extra rounds get to bluechew.com bluechew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level they've got the same active ingredients that are in viagra and cialis so you know they work and since they're chewable they work faster you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach plus you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line blue chew's online physician is free of cost and once approved your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. And here's a great deal for you guys. Visit bluechew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. 
hey, Comier, how much money will it take me to pay you for you to get a free order of Blue Chew and pop them all at once? <laughs> Vladi would do it. Oh, gosh. That's <laughs> right, right before your run by Jacob's house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn. I think I, think I might pass out. <laughs> I, I think I, you would. The rush of blood uh, to your head. <laughs> Okay, cold boy. I mean, All right, like, Toronto is up with pick yeah. number nine, and Kamiar will be playing uh, Masai Ujiri. Yeah, I, I YouTube Masai Ujiri's <laughs> voice, and he's, I can't remember where he's from, but he sounds a lot like my dad. Yes. <laughs> so That's I'm funny. Just, do you, just do your dad's voice. I'm just not going to do my dad's voice. Oh, dang it. All right. But uh, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like in my in my notes, I wrote Middle Eastern accent because uh, he's, yeah. Masai. Okay. Anyways, um, so Toronto, they do have a lot of, they have a lot of guys that I was surprised why they weren't that great in 2016. 1516 because they had Bismack in which they way overpaid this man for blocking in the playoffs. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, Terrence Ross, um, that, uh, Valanchunas, and then they have DeLon Wright. And so they had, they had like a lot of pretty good guys, but no, like real great guys. So, you know what, with, with this ninth pick, we're going to carry on that tradition of not being, not having the greatest players, but some, Pretty good players. With the ninth pick in the NBA draft, Masai Ujiri and the Toronto Raptors are selecting Karis Levert. Hey, great pick. Thank you. I like it. Yeah. Uh, he I like gives them, Yeah, he gives... Like, like, to me, honestly, how different is he than Terrence Ross and DeLon Wright besides the fact that he plays defense? Yeah, and I think, I mean, at 2016, I think Ujiri is getting to the point where he's probably considering trading DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. And maybe Levert lets you, he, he can play the two maybe a little bit better than those other guys can. He I needs mean, to Ross, drink some milk, though. This man breaks his bones like every <laughs> other month. Get that calcium up, boy. He needs some milk. Uh, All right. Moving on to pick 10, the Milwaukee Bucks. I will be selecting for the Bucks at 10. Um, we've got a pretty good freaking team. Chris Middleton is playing the two for us. We've got Jabari Parker, who isn't great, but we like him so far. We're also really high on this young guy, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think if he can fill out his frame, he can be kind of a jack-of-all-trades. He's going to be a star. But we could use help at center and point guard. There's no centers left that really uh, get our blood flowing very much. But one thing we do love is length. I mean, Giannis, if this guy doesn't have to bend over to tie his shoes, he can stand upright. Chris Middleton's arms go on for days. Jabari Parker is a big dude. So we're going to keep that theme and just kind of build a team of length and defense. With the 10th overall pick in the 2016 draft, the Milwaukee Bucks will select DeJounte Murray. I like it. I like DeJounte. Highly interesting. So, I mean, you got DeJounte. That, that defense you've got Chris. would be insane. Yeah, you've got DeJounte, Chris. You've got Middleton. I mean, even if you move off of Jabari, um, you know, you could find another center. Their center at the time was Greg Monroe, but they got rid of him. Um, and then the next year, uh, in this draft, in reality, they drafted Thon Maker and they started Thon the next year. Um, but you can move on and, and find another center and just go like the, there are no passing lanes ever on the court because our <laughs> arms go on for forever. Like our arms, we can jump rope with our arms type of guys and, uh, they'd be pretty good. Yeah. I, I really like that pick for Milwaukee. I, that would be <laughs> like what would what would their uh, points allowed average be, dude? It'd be and they're like the percentage at the rim for opponents would just be stupid. Yeah, like you would just never score at the rim. Be so awesome. I think it's a fun pick. And then this again, uh, looking at how this would unfold, this probably prevents them from making the Eric Bledsoe trade, and they probably find another direction to go there. Yeah. Uh, so some interesting stuff. Obviously, they don't get um, Malcolm Brogdon 
because he's already been drafted. But yeah, yes. makes it pretty interesting. All right, pick 11, the Orlando Magic. Nick will be selecting for the Magic. Uh, and it looks like not trading away his entire everything for Serge Ibaka, probably. Yeah, so rather than trading away um, a young star in Victor Oladipo, we are a smart front office and realize we actually have quite a few guys that if we would have kept around, we could have been pretty solid. We've got Vucevic to run the center. He's averaging 18 points uh, a game coming off of last season. We've got Victor Oladipo, who's a young rising star. Evan Fournier, who's always solid. Tobias Harris only averaged 13 a game last season, but we know that he can be a, a lethal scorer going forward. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to kind of continue down the path of let's score the ball and just outscore everybody without playing defense, and we're ready to make our pick. With the 11th pick in the 2016 NBA Draft, the Orlando Magic select Buddy Heald. We will be moving Buddy to the shooting guard and, and Victor Oladipo at the point guard, um, followed by Evan Fournier at the small forward, Tobias Harris at the four, and Nikola Vucevic at the five, fully knowing that two or three years from now we're going to have five guys in our starting lineup that can give you 20 any given night. Jeez. That's yeah, a that's... lot of scoring. There's a lot of shooting. This is what I was talking about with uh, with Phoenix e- earlier, but Nick just did it with Orlando instead. Like 130 points a game, they yeah. would average at least 120. <laughs> Gosh, that's under so much space. Like, yeah, that's yeah. fun. Not to All mention, can... not to mention, Aaron Gordon was was coming into his own after averaging only 90 game last oh, I year. About Aaron um, Alfred Payton will, will end up being a solid point guard off the bench. I mean. Mario Hazonia is still on the roster. You, you've got some solid guys. If you just if you just stay patient and don't trade everybody away, looking back, Orlando could have been pretty good if they would have held on to some guys. Imagine yeah. Victor Oladipo in a pick and roll with Vucevic or a pick and pop with Vucevic with that much space, space around you. God. Yeah, because all those other guys can just shoot the shit out of the ball. God, Ooh. hindsight, like as an Orlando Magic fan, you have to be so pissed off knowing that you got Serge Ibaka for a year for Victor Oladipo and what he's become and DeMontis Sabonis and what he's become. Yeah. You essentially mm. traded those yeah, two guys right? for Terrence Ross who comes off your bench. It's terrible. Yeah. Jesus. That's thank God. Thank God we have Sam Presti, one. man. Wasn't the guy that traded him a former Presti like yeah. yeah. And then he's now back with the franchise. What's his name? Troy Weaver? No, it's not. Him. No, it's not Troy Weaver. It's the other guy. Uh, I can't think of his name right now, but yeah, he he left OKC's front office to go be GM at Orlando. And then after he got fired at Orlando, he came back, and now he's the the manager of insight and foresight for the Thunder. That's an actual mm-hmm. position. He's a mole. It's pretty cool. Are you All thinking right, of the of uh, Rob Hennigan? Yes, Rob. Yeah, Hennigan. there you go. Hennigan. That's his name. That's what it is. Man, what a we we stalled hilarious. long enough for Nick to Google it. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Um, pick 12, Utah is on the clock. Justin will be making this selection. Uh, well, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis Lindsay, the GM of the Utah jazz and, uh, looking at our roster, um, we really need a point guard. Uh, we're really pleased with our, uh, picks in, uh, Gordon Hayward, Derek favors, Rudy Gobert, uh, feel like that. That part of the court is really locked up tight, but our, our point guard position is abysmal. Uh, I mean, we, we started a guy named Neto last year. Um, Ralzinho Neto. I don't even know who that is. Um, I, I don't think we can start him next year, but looking at our other options, um, you know, Dante Exum, Trey Burke, uh, there's there's not a lot of good options for us at point guard. I think there's a, there's a guy on the board that I'm willing to take a risk on and uh, really try to improve our uh, one spot. So I think we're going to do that. With the uh, 12th pick at the NBA draft uh, here in uh, 2016, Utah Jazz are uh, selecting uh, Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, a lot of guys uh, picked him to go undrafted, not me. Uh, I can I can see the talent that he can turn into. He's a little small. He's a little small, squishy fella, uh, 6'1", 195. But what I like about him, uh, his scoring ability is off the charts. Uh, I think he he can really surprise some people. 
I think his ball handling ability is really going to uh, be an improvement over Neto. Uh, and I think he's going to be a good piece for us in a couple years for this team. Nice. Uh, yeah, that that is a pick that makes a lot of sense for Utah there. The only thing I don't love about Van Vliet is his size. Yeah, he's small. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's small. But when you look at the Jazz and who they've had at point guard – during this stretch, I mean, now they've got Donovan Mitchell, and that's great. Uh, he he can run the point, but like the stretch of Ricky Mo- Ricky Rubio, Shelvin Mack, Rosinho Neto, Trey Burke, um, Mo Williams, it's just like the longer you scroll back on their death charts, the sadder it gets. The Jazz could really, really use somebody like Van Vliet. Totally agree. Uh, I think this is one of those – we're at the point in the lottery now where a lot of the really high-quality guys are gone, and so you are looking to fill a role, fill a position, instead of just pick best available. Yep. And you might have done both here. And so I think that's a, a great, great pick. I really like it. Uh, moving on, Nick's last pick of the night. He'll be selecting for the Denver Nuggets, which he traded this pick. He traded back to pick number 13. Uh, Nick, you're on the clock. All right, the Denver Nuggets are back after trading back and also acquiring the number 28 pick to try to find a guy that can, you know, be a role player down the road. The Denver Nuggets are coming off of a season in which they did make the playoffs under Mike Malone, finishing 33-49, and 49, which was good for 10th in the Western Conference. The team was led by um, none other than Danilo Gallinari, along with a young Gary Harris, Nikola Jokic is starting to become a pretty solid player. We just don't really know what he's going to end up looking like. So with that being said, I think we're ready for our pick. With the 13th pick in the 2016 NBA draft, the Denver Nuggets select Jakob Pertl to be a backup plan for Nikola Jokic just in case he can't be solid. And in the, in the instance that he does become a all-star and one of the best centers in the league, Jakob Pertl will be definitely somebody that can that can be a role player and come off the bench and definitely give us some production. I like that. I'm not a big fan of Pertl as a starter, but I think as a bench player, he could be really, really good. Right. And and again, Denver was already pretty good here. So getting depth, I think, is is pretty understandable. Not a big fan of Pirtle. Pirtle, Pir- Turtle. Pirtle? He's Turtle. fine. I don't like you know, Turtles, and, and I don't ag- like Pirtles. <laughs> don't like Again, Pirtles and don't it's like kinda, Turtles. It's kind of tough at this this point in this draft. Yeah. There's not a ton of... This draft falls off fast. Popping off the page talent. I think Pirtle's a, Pirtle's a fine pick. Yep. Uh, all right, well, moving on. The last pick in our mock redraft... Mock redraft. I guess that's kind of kind of is what it is. Um, but the Chicago Bulls are selecting now, um, and the Bulls. I'm selecting for the Bulls. They are. They had. We had a great team in 2015-16 as far as the roster. We had Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, Miritich, Taj Gibson, Pau Gasol, Joe Kim Noah, Doug McDermott, Etwan Moore, uh, Bobby Portis, Tony Snell. We had such great depth and still missed the playoffs. Uh, we think it's about time to move on from Taj. He's getting older. We're going to look to trade him next season. Uh, we're going to try to get rid of Derrick Rose, uh, move on from him moving forward. Uh, obviously, Jimmy Butler's incredible. But we just need to bring in some talent on this team. And so with that, I think we are ready to make our pick. With the 14th overall pick in the 2016 redraft, the Chicago Bulls are going to select Malik Beasley. I like it. We'll slide him in at the three, play Butler at the two, um, give this team a little more offensive punch. In reality, back in the day, they chose uh, Denzel Valentine here. Woof. And uh, I like Beasley. He, with what he's shown most recently in Minnesota. Yeah. He's been really good for the Wolves. He looked pretty awful the rest of the season before he got traded. 
Um, but he shoot, he showed flashes in his first few years. Uh, I've always thought, I think I, I've wanted him as a potential Thunder candidate. There was some um, rumors that the Thunder tried to get him uh, in the last Russ Paul George year. Yeah. As a as kind of a, an extra wing guy. Um, and I think part of the reason Beasley maybe didn't show out as much in Denver is just the past couple of years, their wing depth is really, really deep. You know, they have Jamal yeah. Murray. They right. have Gary Harris, Torrey Craig, Juancho Hernan Gomez, uh, Malik Beasley. Uh, there's another one or two in there that I'm missing. They had a lot of depth. Will Barton. Yep. Yep. Um, so it was just really hard for him to kind of get that consistent time yep. with all those guys. Once his minutes and his volume went up in Minnesota, things started turning around for him. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Well, to recap our 2016 redraft, Philadelphia 76ers pick number one took Brandon Ingram. The Lakers at two took Ben Simmons. Boston at three took Pascal Siakam. Phoenix at four takes Jalen Brown. The Timberwolves at five take Jamal Murray. New Orleans at six take Domas Sabonis. Phoenix at seven takes Tarian Prince. Sacramento at eight took Malcolm Brogdon. Toronto at nine, Karis LeVert. Milwaukee at 10, DeJounte Murray. Orlando at 11 took Buddy Heald. Utah at 12, Fred Van Vliet. Denver at 13, Jakob Pertle. And Chicago at 14, Malik Beasley. Uh, Justin and Kamiar, out of all of our picks tonight where we redrafted, uh, which one is your favorite or most interesting? That's a great question. Mm. I think Siakam in Boston is is obviously intriguing, Um, seeing what he could do with the Celtics, um, you know, how, how quickly, what would change about his development, I guess, is, is what fascinates me. Would anything change? I think Domas and, uh, New Orleans would be interesting. And like you said, Pascal Siakam, uh, going to Boston would be pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, besides like seeing what Brandon Ingram can do in Philly and yeah, I feel like the number one picking number one on these is always kind Mm -hmm. of a cop out. You know, just because it's number one, but Brandon Ingram and Philly would or be Or even Jalen Brown in Phoenix. I don't even know if he becomes the player he is today be- while, while playing in Phoenix, so it's pretty intriguing to think about. Yeah, mm-hmm. looking at player development in Boston versus Phoenix, it, it's a little bit different for sure. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the, the DeJounte Murray in Milwaukee. I think yeah. the, the defensive potential there is just asinine. Uh, so I think that one's that one's pretty fun. I had Domas going to Phoenix at number four in my mock I had, mm-hmm. and I thought that would have been really nice for Oh, them. man, can you imagine a Booker-Domas pick and roll? Yeah, that would have been a blast. I was thinking about that mm-hmm. the that entire time. Because been they picked Dragon Bender, and they picked the wrong four. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. It's still crazy to me that the Thunder came out with Sabonis in this draft. And then they traded him away for two, two years of Paul George. Yeah, but... I mean, if you want to extrapolate out really, really far, uh, Serge Ibaka got them Domas and Vic, which ended up getting them Shea, Shea Gallo and six picks. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I wanted Shamit too. Would yeah. you guys have? Would you guys have done that trade if they gave you maybe two less picks or pick swaps, and they let you have Shamit and Shea? Maybe if the the pick swaps weren't involved and you could have got Shamit, uh, that would have been fascinating. I don't from the Clippers standpoint though. Like then they're giving up what three for one players yeah. in that deal. And I don't know if, if they would have done they're it. Less mortgage. I mean, they're less mortgaging their future. Kinda not really. I mean, Shaman's yeah. still a young guy. I don't know. Right. That's interesting. Um, to think about. I, I mean, all the the word is that Presty was pushing to get both in the in the trade. So it's uh it's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Would you have done it in hindsight if you got? Would you still have done it if you would have got Shaman instead of Shay? No, hell no. Yeah, There's no not with you. Yeah, not I with don't you. think so. Sham, it's a role player. Shea is more than that. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, thank you all for listening to the podcast. Next week, uh, same, same day, Tuesday night, uh, pod will drop for you Wednesday morning. We're back to 2015. And just to tease it a little bit for you, this is the Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, mm. Chris Dapps, Porzingis draft. So this one's going to be a fun one. Uh, spoiler alert, I don't think we're taking Jalil Okafor and Mario Hazoni in the top five. Mm, you say that now. I think we're taking them in the top two. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, guys, we appreciate you checking us out. If this is your first time listening to The Uncontested, thank you so much for listening. 
We appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed our redraft as we kind of navigate the waters of no NBA basketball. If you enjoyed it, please make sure you click that subscribe button so you get our new podcasts every time they drop. That's every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday early morning. They'll be ready for you for your drive to work or your hang around the kitchen while you work from home. If you're a longtime listener, we, we appreciate you as always. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys go drop a five-star rating for us. Uh, go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get your special welcome bonus. Uh, if you want to be rock hard, go get some Blue Chew. Uh, apparently, it's free with a $5 shipping Jesus for your first uh, first order. So <laughs> go grab some. And, and I mean, it's quarantine. Have a blast. Have some kids in nine months. Oh and uh, have a great rest of your week. We will be back. Taylor and I will be back. Maybe we'll have one of these guys with us to break down the top five small forwards in Thunder history. Late Thursday night, early Kyle Friday Singer morning for you. We'll talk to you then. Thunder up. Dances with wolves. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com